Join us as we unpack emerging trends and changes in digital transformation with the executives, entrepreneurs, and investors responsible for shaping the future of their industries. In these interviews, you can expect to hear candid conversations about the future of technology and the role it plays at some of the largest organizations in the world. Our hosts are members of the Kunai team, an agency that has been building software products for over 20 years. Today, your host will be Sandeep Kumar Sood. Welcome to the Kunai Podcast. I'm really excited about this episode. We have Rob Thatcher from Bankshift on the episode today. Uh, I'm excited for a couple of reasons. One is that Kunai is actually working closely with Bankshift to create their core product. Also, Rob and I go back to Capital One. We used to work together there, and there's some great uh, product work and some interesting stories from the stuff we've accomplished there together. Uh, so welcome, Rob, to the Kunai Podcast. I would love to hear you start off with a little overview of Bankshift. Yeah, thanks, Sandeep. Happy to be here. Um, Bankshift is, is, is very simple. We, we enable the ability for you to view and transact on all of your accounts in one app. Um, at the highest level, being able to link all your existing financial accounts, not creating a new bank account to use our product or um, you know, connecting your Coinbase account. We really care about two features, and that's really payments and, 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 and transfers. Money movement is, is huge. And so we're really trying to focus on that experience and nail that uh, to have the most simplistic UI, UX um, banking experience across all of your providers in one app. Yeah, I think that's really what has stuck out to me about the product from the beginning is realizing, uh, even though I've been in fintech for a long time, that this core problem of just having control of your money between financial institutions is completely unsolved. Um, can you talk a little bit about the way that you're solving that problem? Yeah. Um, I think that when you go through an ideation phase in a startup, uh, um, it takes a long time like to really nail how you know how to how to build a company and also uh, don't go out of business at the same time, right? And so when we thought about building this, we thought about really the frustrated you know, ex- you know experiences that we've all we've we've been working in finance for quite some time, and so it's so hard not to know what the frustration or the rage clicks and and things like that that normal people that are building something you know out of college or something wouldn't have access to that data. Um, and so we know there's a need for this product. We know there's frustration amongst members of many financial institutions about their going from one app, logging in, looking at that fraction, their experience, and then learning another bank's experience. And, and really, it's the simplicity of bundled services and an orchestrated approach. I guess it'd be kind of like Uber. Of how Uber built something on top of existing technologies. And so what we thought was the right way to build a product that you know, people would enjoy, not by just understanding empathy. You know, we, we, we knew the empathy, but making sure we get this done right, because this is the first time in the US, in the US that a, that a non a bank, not a neo bank, not a bank, not a credit union, is giving the ability to move money and pay people without fees, 
anymore. And so I think that, you know, trying to solve that problem, making things easy and seamless and just all of our UX and UI, you know, um, data points were all based upon how people use the mobile phone. And then we took that and embedded it into our app because it's everything people already know how to do. No learning needs to happen. Um, and so we took the best API providers out there for things like identity, um, GovID, facial matching, um, you know, and so and, and transfers. Um, and, and those are all of our partners. And these are tried and true. They're the best in the market. They are the subject matter experts. And we brought it all together in one simplistic interface. So although it seems so easy when you onboard and use it, uh, there is a lot of heavy orchestration work that had to go on to, to make this happen. So um, that's really the, the thought and the spirit behind building a product like this. That's great. And I know from having worked with you before that this isn't the first time uh, you've had to deal with a, a large scale consumer problem. Um, can, can we go back a little bit to your career at Capital One um, which in many ways, I think, led to the knowledge that has created Bankshift. Um, can you talk a little bit about your work on the CreditWise product? Sure. Um, and maybe give you some context ahead of time, a little before that. Um, I was hired because I had you know, a, pat, a patent pending on um, you know, mobile security a long time ago. And um, really, I came in and the first thing I did was architect Capital One's two-factor authentication. Um, which they use today. Um, that, that product was originally called SureSwipe. And then after that, really moving into CreditWise, which was um, a new co consumer-based application um, and this notion of what a full-stack team really looks like. And so I was set out in card and in a line of business that really didn't deal with mobile um, and, and built a mobile product um, that was for really seamless acquisition of customers. That was the business model, right? Uh, companies that already have customers and money, really easy to build a product and layer it into that existing ecosystem um, to test that market pretty quickly. And so instead of, you know, it was Credit Karma, we looked at Credit Karma, Credit Karma was live already. And um, now I'm not gonna take credit, you know, there's a lot of folks involved with, uh, hey, should we do this? Um, I was on the engineering side, right? And so uh, those that spirit and idea uh, was really how I interpreted it as with my teams. Um, and we all delivered this together, obviously. So I think that that was a really great experience to build a billion dollar business um, from an infrastructure and um, from a redundancy resiliency perspective and enable great growth and seamless customer acquisition um, which was the benefit at Capital One. That's fantastic. And um, just so that people can understand the scale of CreditWise, um, maybe give me a, some numbers. How big did it get? How many people did it end up touching? Um, and also if, some of the, if you have some of the other metrics around improvement in people's credit or just a, a general experience and satisfaction with the product, that'd be fantastic to hear about as well. Yeah, I really didn't get into a lot of that um, later on. It was really early on building the product. It was the first product that um, was in the in the cloud, 
as well. And so not only were we building this new product, the web and mobile platform uh, for consumers, um, it's also the first web and mobile platform in the cloud at Capital One. And so I was part of the team with many other you know, skilled people that had experience with AWS. And we all drove together to get that first implementation, which became the model of how Capital One started following it to go to the cloud. People reused the cloud formation and automation and then infrastructure as code. And it just festered from there, which was amazing. That's fantastic. Cool. So transitioning back to Bankshift now, um, I know we're uh, inching closer and closer to launch uh, by the day here. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the initial launch plan and uh, how you're going to treat the first few months of this uh, of this new product uh, experience? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, an awesome question. Um, what what are, what what can we expect? Right? What can you expect from a market that's not here yet? It's an unknown market. What can we expect? Well, we focused all our time and obsessed about customer, right? We obsessed so much about it that we cared about our KPIs of does the product work? Do people like it? You know, in all course of our other you know, custom metrics that we care about. We focused only on that, making sure it was secure, making sure that we actually use banking level security, the same regulated type things that we've learned working at banks for, for quite some time. And so out of the gate, we built a product to that, to that you know, model, even though we really didn't have to because we're not a bank or a neobank. And so we know in the future, fintechs are going to have some sort of regulated space, right? It's just best that we do it the right way the first time. And then whatever regulations come down, we're doing the same thing that we went through tons of, you know, Sarbanes-Oxley, you know, SOX compliance, you know, audits. And so... Um, building it the right way the first time and making sure we maintain that as a standard is, is really what's going to keep us ahead of the game uh, going yeah. forward in this new fintech world, we now, believe. Do you see it as, is the goal to get consumers to download it and essentially have a new front-end uh, experience for all of their banking apps? Do you see it as a replacement for using, let's say, my Capital One or Bank of America app or more of a complement? Yeah, definitely, it's a compliment. Um, and so, there's a, I guess it's there's some different different ways we think um, in terms of how we built this business model. And one was, hey, bring your banks with you. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna we're not gonna say, hey, open a bank account. We can do something better than a bank, right? Um, we're not. That's really not what our focus was. Our focus was, hey, we all know you have a, we already have financial accounts. I don't need to create another bank. Uh, really, this is just my own personal opinion. Because um, uh, obviously, there's you know, um, neo banks are awesome, you know, Chime, etc. Right? Um, and so, like, we thought, hey, you know, we have to do something different. Let's build a utility that allows people to connect all their accounts to their existing accounts. Right? Onboarding's really easy. It's a lot faster than booking a bank account. Uh, you know, onboarding for a bank account. So, I think that. Um, you know, us thinking about building this product in a way that aligns to banks, helps those customers without compromising their relationships. And working at a bank, that's why we came up with that because no bank wants to lose customers. And so if we're giving a new experience, 
that, that the banks can't solve altogether because each bank has their own UI and design and build book and design style guide, right? They're never going to solve it unless they work together. And so I feel we're bridging the gap because we're not impacting their space on their customers. We're giving them a new lens, you know, the single pane of glass for all of your financial accounts. But the difference is you get a transact on top of that, not just view and budget. And so I think that that's the shift. That's the difference between bank shift and a lot of other um, fintech companies that are trying to do cool things. This was just our niche. This is just kind of what we thought um, was needed because fintech space is getting heavily saturated. And so we want to really focus and be laser focused at uh, um, making something that we're proud of, that we also use ourselves and solving a big problem, which is just the frustration between your all your mobile apps. And you know, so many credit unions, smaller banks, community banks, um, either have uh, no front end mobile application or perhaps uh, an inadequate uh, rudimentary mobile application. Do you see uh, Bankship potentially becoming used by some of these institutions as their de facto uh, banking app? It's almost like you had, you knew you were going to ask that question, you know. Um, I, and it's, it's, a, it's such a great question, right? <clears throat> um, yes, short answer. Why um, or how? I think how is the best way to put it. We actually need customers, consumers, direct, um, B2C, right, to solidify the experience. That first 100 customers, you know, we need them. And we don't want to go out, a bit, go out of business at the same time. And so that's why we have a subscription model, right? We're trying to do something that, um, you know, saves us during the time of learning because this is an untapped unlearned market. There's no data on it. So we need to capture this data. This data is so crucial because it's not available in the US. And that's and that's what we have to get first. We really got to be laser focused to nail it. Um, and so once we nail it, the progression is to make bank shift for free. And, and how do we do that? And I think that you brought that up, right? We are a utility. Uh, bring your banks with you. Um, don't compromise banking relationships. And there is a B2B play um, where an institution like a credit union could come in and say, hey, we want to sponsor all of our members to have BankShift for free. And I think that the sponsorship version of that really goes a long way because those banks and credit unions that don't have a mobile offering can easily connect this app up to their backend um, in order to be part of the bank shift experience without paying a dime. Uh, it could be something that they don't have budget for because they're just small and they're underfunded and they just, you know, they're scraping along as, as best as they can trying to compete against neobanks. It's, it's a tough market. And so with, with, with bank shift, that's the beauty of it. You bring your banks with you. We're not telling you, you need to bank here. You, you bank where you want to bank, but it's an offering that could be a subscription model for their customers that they just offer and say, hey, use this tool, it's out there. Or they can take a more active approach and say, hey, we don't ever want to build a mobile app. If this works, 
let's use it. Let's figure out how to use it. And so I think there's, it hasn't been solidified yet. There's a lot of, we got to figure that part out, but that's the part about how, how do you make something free for the customers to use without compromising banking relationships? And that's, that's where we're coming in to play. That's wonderful. Um, so backing up a little bit and uh, last question for you today, what has it been like uh you know, we we started working together right as COVID was hitting. What has it been like this past year uh, as an entrepreneur uh, starting a company from scratch in this environment? Wow, that's an emotional question there, buddy. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's just jump into it. It's the best way. Just rip off the bandaid. Um, now, I'm a former founder before. I've, I've started a company and sold it in under five years. Um, and that was after 9-11. Um, so former military, after 9-11, had a security clearance and built my first company. And I wasn't planning on being an entrepreneur. It kind of just fell in my lap. After 9-11, um, the Pentagon was hit and there was about 150 people out uh, of computers. And so a black helicopter flew in um, and dropped off Blackberries to everybody. Um, and I don't know how many people actually know that, uh, but it's it's not the it's not the top secret. Um, <laughs> and so I think that um, rising to the occasion to build a company after 9/11, being from the past of my military, it's almost like it happened again, right? The, the calling was ha- I, when you're an entrepreneur and you go to work for a big company, like you you, you have that itch, right? <laughs> Um, and like you said, with all of the knowledge I had with me and my partner at financial institutions, it just makes it so much better to build a product like this. And so, um, again, COVID happened. Uh, people were forced to, you know, not be able to go and, 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 and interact with their brick and mortar banks anymore. Um, that's a shock. That's pull, that's like pulling candy away from somebody, you know, <laughs> you know, and I think that that's, that's a that's a problem, and so what we did is we said, "Hey, let's let's go ahead and 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 venture out again during COVID, not knowing what was going to happen. Had health issues, family health issues, like you name it. The house had a tree, like it, uh, there's a whole water all the way through the house. The car broke down, like everything in the possible book of things that could go wrong." happened to, to me. And so um, I'm, I'm really glad that I ha- I'm from, you know, the military to handle something like that. Oh my gosh. Um, and really just, uh, you know, did it again. We, we left, we, well, I left and, and, and definitely uh, wanted to do the same thing, build something that people will enjoy because they don't have access to it anymore. And really on the B2B side, it's, that's why we call it bank shift. It's like, it's like for B2B, it's like, Hey, here's your new virtual teller because we're in this, in this uh, phase where um, it's just, you know, it's been taken away from everybody. And so this could be something like that where um, it's, it's like a new digital teller for, you know, for a bank. Right. Um, because of what we're trying to do and achieve with, you know, transfers and payments and bill pay down the road and 
yeah. um, remote deposit capture. And so I think that that's pretty special um, to have a business model that really supports and applies itself to our banks because fintechs wouldn't be here without them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rob, I, uh, having watched the journey from a front row seat, uh, yeah. applaud you and, uh, and uh, really excited about the launch here. Um, and thank you so much. This was a wonderful conversation. No, you're awesome. Thank you all. All right, Rob. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye.